God promised to do something with this today. In the last verse, he said, don't worry. I'm going to be your guard. I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to go before you. And I'm going to follow around to come behind you. He said, don't worry about yesterday. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm also going to be your strength for tomorrow. It doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with pain. It doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with struggles. It does mean if we choose to face it, God will fix it. Can you say amen? Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Today I want to do a simple message that I put together that I titled The Problem with Yesterday. Has anybody here had a problem with the past? A new series that we're starting today for the last several weeks I've been teaching out of the book of Romans. And today I want to, I want to do a start a series for the next few weeks that I've titled Except for the Grace of God. Because ladies and gentlemen, as the scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians, except for the grace of God, but for the grace of God, I would be lost. I read the Peanuts comic strip periodically. I get a lot of inspiration from Charles Schultz. That doesn't surprise some of you, does it? Linus made a comment to Charlie Brown. He said, I guess it's wrong always to be worrying about tomorrow. Maybe we should think more about today. And to that, Charlie Brown responded, no, that's giving up. I'm still hoping yesterday will get better. You know, that kind of puts a little chuckle on our face, but how many of us wish yesterday had been a little bit better? God gives us, the Bible teaches, all things, desiring that we would rejoice in all things. He gives today and says, this is the day that I have made. Rejoice and be glad in it. He gives us tomorrow and tells us not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough troubles. But he said to have peace, you can't look at tomorrow. You've got to look at the one that holds tomorrow. But there's another day that we have, and it's a day called yesterday. You know what yesterday is? To some of us, it's the once upon a time. For others, it's the I wish it had never happened. For many, it's the if only, it's the should have been, it's the could have been, would have been but just wasn't. I've been a person that has always said that tomorrow is the today you worried about yesterday. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. 
but now it looks as though some of them are here to stay. The problem with yesterday is it never fully goes away. Are you with me? Some of you, I can see by the expression on your faces, your minds are racing. We have to come to grips with this day. Why? Because yesterday can be the most difficult thing that we've ever dealt with. To some, it's more a nightmare than it is a memory. What we thought should have been a joyous and happy time continually replays hurt and pain. Yet most never realize how much pain happened in yesterday until we really reach tomorrow. And it's tomorrow that many of our yesterdays come back to life. So many people live their entire lives trying to make up for it. What they did or didn't do, what they did or didn't say. There are so many that never change what they do for fear they never can. Because yesterday they never did. They never obtain what they'd like because they're convinced they won't. They never again fully stand up for fear that they'll once again fall down. Let me ask you, have you found yourself caught up in yesterday? Let me take you to a group of people, Israel, who even today still live in yesterday. Isaiah 52, Israel is coming out of some horrendous things and struggles. And, and God begins to speak and says, Awake, O Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on the garments of splendor. God's trying to encourage them to get them out of what was to what could be. O Jerusalem, the holy city, the uncircumcised, the defiled, will not enter you again. Shake off the dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, O Jerusalem. Fear yourself, free yourself from the chains of your, of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And we'll skip down. It says, the Lord says, you were sold for nothing and without money. I'm going to buy you back. For this is what the sovereign Lord said. At first, my people went down to Egypt to live. But lately, Assyria is oppressing them. And now what do I have here? declares the Lord, for my people have been taken away for nothing, and those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. All day long my name is constantly blasphemed. This is what happens to so many of us when we continue to live our lives in the sin of this world. We call ourselves Christians. Can I tell you something? The world knows what a Christian is supposed to be. Sadly, too many Christians don't know what a Christian is supposed to be. But that's another sermon. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. And listen to what it says. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, you watchmen, lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together. Listen, these people are beaten down. They're, they are just so, so spit upon. And God is trying to bring them up and say, guys, 
Get your eyes out of yesterday. Get your eyes out of what was. Burst together in songs of joy, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed at Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. <coughs> depart, oh depart. Go out from there. Don't touch anything. Come out from where it was and be pure, you who carry the vessels of God. But you will not leave in haste. Underline this in your notes. You will not leave in haste. You will not go in a hurry. For the Lord will go before you. And he said, and don't worry, they won't sneak up. Because I'll follow behind you too. You know what God wants to do, ladies and gentlemen? He wants to heal the wounds of yesterday. He wants you and I to know that he is the God that not only forgives, he redeems. That word redeems means to place value back on something that lost value. And God wants to put the value back in your life and mine. Let's look, kind of summarize this whole passage that I just read. In verse 1, he says, he wake. Get excited. Be triumphant. Verse 2, he said, rise up. Free yourself. Verse 3 and 7, he says, you've gotten yourself into this, but don't worry, I'm going to get you out of it. Oh, I didn't get enough excitement. He said, you got yourself into this, but I'm going to get you out of it. He said, you will see the victory at 8 and 9. He said, you will know the victory because I am your victory. Mm. Verse 10, all that know you, they're going to know. You serve a big God. Verse 11 and 12, he said, if you don't want to get there again, go and sin no more. But then he adds this little thought. He said, don't worry about what happened. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it all together for good. I am going to take care of yesterday. You see, yesterday has two realities to it. It's either going to be great security, that we think it's finally over, that I've got a chapter in my life I can finally close, that I no longer have to face those mistakes, or it's going to come with great despondency. Why? Because the question's going to come as it pops its head up. Is it really over? How many here have had a yesterday that you've lived in torment over? You say, God, if I've forgiven, if I'm delivered and healed, why do I constantly deal with the guilt, the frustration, and the confusion of what could have been but never was? Anybody here besides me? Why do I deal with this stuff? You see, what happens, even though yesterday may be out of sight, it is never out of mind. Why? Because the enemy of our soul makes sure it's a recurring memory. Why? If he can keep you living in your past, he can conquer you today that you never get to your future. Sadly, there are those that we call the victims who use yesterday as an excuse for all their tomorrows. Well, I could never do it then, so I know I can never do it that uh, now, so why even try? See, we'll no longer step up and step in because we don't, fear, we don't feel that we can really step out any longer. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 says some interesting words. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. 
There is nothing new under the sun. Let me make a statement here that's in your notes. Pastor people ask me, what do I do? How do I deal with the past? Because in order to have a future, we've got to get past the past. And the way you deal with the past is you deal with the past. You will never fix what you won't face. And what we will not face in life, there are many times that we ultimately will have to face in death. Let me give you a picture. We think we can get away from yesterday, but let me share some of the things of my own life. We think yesterday is gone and it's history and it's over and we can use it as saying, okay, it's done with. Yesterday builds a false security also. It can make us think I don't have to deal with it anymore. It's over. It's done. But then I have to ask the question, is it really? How many in this place quit school because you didn't think you had too much of a future to worry about? Hey, I did. My hand went up. I went back 14 years after I went school and got, quit school and got a GED. <sighs> well, it's okay. Since then, I went and got a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate, and all that other stuff. But I went back and got a GED. Why? Because back when I was a young man, I didn't think I needed a diploma. My goodness. We... we Think yesterday's done and over until the police start searching our past records. We think I don't have to deal with it anymore until a family member dies or a friend dies. You see, what we wouldn't face in life, many times we now have to face in death. Whether we like it or not, we have to face yesterday because yesterday's never fully going to go away. In our text... God promised to do something with yesterday. In the last verse, he said, don't worry. I'm going to be your guard. I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to go before you. And I'm going to follow around to come behind you. He said, don't worry about yesterday. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm also going to be your strength for tomorrow. It doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with pain. It doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with struggles. It does mean if we choose to face it, God will fix it. Can you say amen? Amen. Let me take you to a very prominent place in Scripture. Daniel chapter 3, we'll find the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar built this great this great statue of himself and said, when the, when the different instruments of music play, everybody was to bow down. Everybody was to worship. Well, we remember reading about it in Daniel chapter 3. The music all plays and the entire population bowed down. All the Israelites, all the Jews, all the everybody bowed down. But they saw something in the midst of the crowd. Three dudes. Can you imagine old Nebi baby? Nebuchadnezzar, I'm sorry. Yeah. King, looking out there, said, he sees thousands, millions, and all of a sudden he sees these three heads bopping out there. And Nebuchadnezzar sends for him. And he finds out it's his 
three top dudes along with Daniel. And Nebuchadnezzar being the great, kind, loving, gracious, wonderful king he was, he said, guys, didn't you get the memo? When the music plays, you're supposed to bow down and worship. Oh, yeah, we got the memo. But did you gonna, didn't fully understand it? Oh, yeah, we fully understood it. So Nebi went away and said, well, let's, we'll try this again. All the trumpets, everything played. Everybody bows down. What? Are you guys deaf? You see, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a good yesterday. His name was the Lord God Almighty. Matter of fact, so good was he that he was pretty good in the day that they lived. And they knew that he was going to be good tomorrow too. So listen to what they said. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't even need to talk about this matter. Look at these guys. We don't have to defend ourselves. We don't even have to say a word. If we are thrown into the fiery furnace, the God we serve is going to take care of us. And he's going to rescue us from your hands. Now listen to me. This is how we need to talk about yesterday. The fire was hot. It was turned up. It was unbearable. It was something I didn't handle very good. Matter of fact, I bowed down to it. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, no, God's able to deliver us. And then look what they said here in the last of your notes there. But if he does not, we're still not going to bow down. How many here did yesterday go bad? How many here is your past kind of spotted? Little troubles. Anybody besides me? God's saying, I know where you've been. But more than that, he said, I know where you're going. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, King, we don't even have to think about this. We just aren't going to bow down. The God we serve is going to take care of us. And even if he doesn't, we're still not. Ladies and gentlemen, even if your past never goes away, will you be okay with it today? Knowing that God is still your deliverer. God is still your conqueror. God is still your king. You see, God wants to build our confidence for tomorrow. But he does it by using yesterday. Say, Pastor, how did you do that? You're here today, aren't you? You made it through. I've had so many people tell me, Pastor, I'm going through it. And they get kind of offset a little bit when I say, praise the Lord. You're praising the Lord that I'm going through it? Yeah, you're not living in it. I would rather be going through it than living in it, wouldn't you? And this is what God is trying to help us understand. Yes, it was bad. Yes, it was a struggle. But that's okay. I got you through it. I do not want you to be imprisoned today with yesterday. I want to give you a hope for tomorrow. Let's look at Psalm 51. David falls with Bathsheba. And he talks about how the loving mercy of God. But he talks about 
the sin. He talks about the guilt. He said, it haunts me day and night. He said, you know why it haunts me? Because I know it wasn't against Uriah that I sinned. It wasn't against Bathsheba that I I sinned. It wasn't against Israel. God, it was against you. And look at me, church. And David is saying, and I knew better. I knew better. Don't raise your hand, but how many here the last time you messed up, you knew better? David said, I was born in sin. But give me wisdom, God. Sprinkle me in your cleansing blood. Cleanse me. Don't keep me looking at my sins. Erase them from your sight. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. Clean my thoughts. Clean my desires. Hebrews 10 says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, full of assurance and faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from that guilty conscience. You see what the devil always tries to do is he takes what shoulda, coulda, and woulda, but wasn't, and says because of that you can never be what God wants you to be. There's too many of us that allow our past to govern our future because we won't deal with it today. The problem with yesterday It's not going anyplace. We've got to deal with it. We've got to face it. Maybe it was a problem that happened in your home. Sit down and talk about it. Maybe it's a problem that happened on your job. Sit down and talk about it. Maybe it's a struggle you had in this area or that area. Sit down. Say, Pastor, the person that it happened with, I can't sit down with because they're gone. You can sit down with God. You can sit down with God. In our text, it says that God will go before us, that we don't have to try to cover our tracks. Let's just be open. Let's be honest. God is going to guide us. Jesus said, I did not come to condemn you, but I come to set you free. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth, You were called the uncircumcised, but now you are in Christ Jesus. You were once far away, but now you have been brought near by the blood of the Lamb. In all of our failures and futile ambitions, there's one thing for sure. The blood of Jesus has set us free. He has set us free, given us victory over all sin. And God said, not only that, I'm going to set up a garrison around your failures. I'm going to keep you away from them. You see, the purpose for the Lord being the rear guard is the same reason that he is the shield that goes before us. That we might learn from our past. He said, I'm going to keep you safe from them. What happened, happened. I'm going to take care of it. But you've got to get in the middle of it and help. You've got to help me to help you by facing it. And realizing God is before you and you only that this thing happened. Can somebody say amen? As I wrap this up, you know what God does? He reaches back to our past. And he says, here, let's take a good look at it. Because I'm going to place a clearing house in your conscience. I'm going to show you what was. 
I, I've taught people for many, many years, if you ever forget where you've been, you'll never get where you're going. In the world's terminology, the past is determined to repeat itself unless we learn from it. That's why you and I have to have our past. This is what I learned from. This is what I grow from. This is what I used to be. But thank God, it isn't what I'm going to be. And this is where we have to come to in our life. The problem with yesterday, it's not just going to go away. God does all that he does because he wants to make us secure today. Let me take you to Romans chapter 8 as we wrap this up this morning. We start out with that famous passage, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and we're fitting into his plans. Paul goes on to say, he said, I understand the past. I got one too. But he said, I am convinced, say that with me, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am convinced. And then he goes and says the angels won't. All the powers of hell itself cannot. God's love keeps us. How? Our fears for today and our worries about tomorrow. God said, I take care of them. Isaiah 54, if you're a person that memorizes scripture, which I would wholeheartedly encourage you to, the Bible says these words, there is no weapon that is formed against you that will prosper. Now I looked up, I was very intense in doing a Hebrew word study. And I looked up that word no. You know what that word no means? No. I know that's deep. Nada. Nada. Zilch. Zip. There is. How do you say it Navajo, Jimmy? What? Yeah, that way. <laughs> no weapon. I don't think this side of the room is getting it. There is no weapon ever formed against you that will succeed. Are you, are you grabbing? No weapon formed against you will succeed. Oh, preacher, are you trying to build up my confidence? No, God is. Matter of fact, look what God says. He said, even Bertha Big Mouth. You're not named, no Bertha's in here, are we? <laughs> I guess I ought to be careful with. He said, not only no weapon, he said, no tongue that raises against you will have victory. He said, you will refute why? Because you're living for God. How many ever had somebody lie about you when you were doing right? Not when you were doing wrong. You knew they were lying and telling the truth, right? No weapon formed against you will prevail. Every tongue that accuses you, 
You will refute it. And underline this in your notes. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is your heritage. All of heaven fights with you. And your vindication comes from God. Ladies and gentlemen, God allows the past to check our present because he wants to give us strength in our future. God says, yesterday's not going anywhere. You got to deal with it. Why? Because it can be one of the greatest strengths in your life. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They watched all the persecution. They watched people stumble. They watched people fall. The Bible says that the the retribution of the king was they built this furnace and they heated it seven times worse. And if they would not bow down and worship, the Bible says that they were going to throw them in the furnace. Nebuchadnezzar is doing everything he could to keep those boys out. Why? They were his top dudes. They were his top dudes. They were trying to keep them out. But Nebuchadnezzar finally said, I got to do what I got to do because I'm the king. So he took the biggest and bulkiest dudes. The Bible says the fire was so hot, it killed the people throwing them in the furnace. Your yesterday might be so big, bad, and ugly, but God said in the face of the fire of my glory, I'll kill everything. And listen, listen to this. They threw him in the furnace. They threw him in the furnace. It killed the big bully guys that were throwing him in, just like the devil. God said, don't worry, I got your back. And then when Nebuchadnezzar went to look He thought he was going to see a bunch of crispy critters. He looked in that furnace and he said, didn't we throw three in there? He's looking with three, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I see Shad. I see me, I see it, but there's a fourth dude in there. And he looks like the son of God. God said, you got a past, you got a yesterday. It'll never stand in my glory. He said, get me involved in it. And I'll walk through that fire with you. And I'll bring you out on the other side. Pure as gold. Pure as gold. The problem with yesterday, it's not going anyplace. You got to face it. And God promises to fix it. Can you say amen? That's all I got to say this morning. But God is saying a whole lot more to you right now. When you leave this place, I encourage you. It might be this altar. It might be an altar at home. 
I, I don't know where it is. It might be a family member. It might be a friend. But all I know is if you won't face it, it'll never fix it. It's time to deal with yesterday. It's time to say, okay, God, me and you, we're going to face the fire together. And God said, it's good. Been there and done that. Let's work it through. But whatever it is, make a decision. Today is the day of your redemption. Today is the day. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.